Hello, my name is Jackson Spaghetti Boy McMurray. And my name is Adeline Italiana McMurray. I don't think you could say that. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Am I not allowed to say that? We're like, we're not any part Italian. That's a no, lie. No, 0% Italian. Try again. Hi, my name is Jackson Spaghetti Boy <laughs> McMurray. My name is Adeline Meatball McMurray. There we go. And this is No Nerds Allowed. <laughs> wow, dodge that saucy, saucy bullet. <laughs> God, people would have been on our ass if we had said that. God, can you imagine if we had said that? <laughs> The world will never know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking like a stroll down internet memory lane. Wait, My don't you want to know why I'm Spaghetti Boy? Why are you spaghetti? You know what? I think I know why you're spaghetti boy. You're just you're oh. just on that spaghetti life, you know. What's your What's your prediction? Um, your your knees are your palms are sweaty. Knees are sweaty. <laughs> My no, it's because sweaty. Just <laughs> just like Eminem said. Yeah. Knees. Is that song by Eminem. Yeah, "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. That's his most famous song. You know what? You're right. Adeline, I'm going to need yeah. you to pay attention to the world around you. I should. Um, anyway, why are you sweaty? I'm, I'm sweaty spaghetti boy because today I successfully made myself some spaghetti without making a big fucking mess. <laughs> What's the vine? Of the lady making spaghetti, and she's, like, recording herself, like, pouring the noodles into the water, and she just pours all of the noodles straight onto the ground. <laughs> That's usually what I do, but today, <laughs> That's my not today, move. today, I was better than that. Today. Hey, hey Jackson, do you want to know what the steps of making spaghetti are? I know what the steps of making spaghetti are. I'm very Boil familiar with water, you. I need to tell you. Put some hot, steamy nudes in the water. And then you wait a little bit, and then you take the nudes out of the water. How do you fuck this up so bad? Repeat it. Can I? Can I tell you? Can I give you a little insight into my experience as a person with a wheat allergy? Oh, truth. Um, it's still fucking noodles, noodles, dude. You just boil no, some okay. water. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's an important. There's some, there's an important detail with the corn noodles. Okay. Um, <laughs> what happens when you boil corn noodles? is that they produce corn starch. And when you mix corn starch with water... Are you serious? Yeah, no, for real. Um, so... So you make slime a, every time you make noodles? Pretty much. It's a balancing act. If you make the water too hot, you it turns into sludge. Um, wow, so, that's... You think they wouldn't do that? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty gross. They would make them... Specifically but, so that they wouldn't do that. But if you do it just right and you make sure the water is hot enough but not too hot right at the beginning and then you just dump them in and you do it exactly right, then the water doesn't turn into sludge. But um, oftentimes it does. What did we used to call slime before there was the big slime craze? Was it flubber? Are you thinking of ooblek? Ooblek. Man, After those are the good Mr. old days. Mr. Seuss. Yeah. Senor Seuss? 
This is a good times before Seuss we just started MD. calling them slime. <laughs> I am pretty over slime, I think. I, but I you know still, what? The I thing see, about that, now that I have said it out loud, I'm pretty sure everyone is pretty much over slime. So I don't know why I'm even I complaining like about slime. it. I'm down with slime. I like, I like, I like the videos of people doing stuff with slime, but I, it, it's gotta be like special slime. Like you gotta catch my interest. It can't just be like, oh, I made some, I made some like green slime. Then I'm like, get that Nickelodeon ass shit out of here. I don't care. <laughs> but if you make like fluffy slime, or it's like pink, or you put some like charmies and glitter in there, then I'm right. back. Then you got me. But like, if you're just making like regular ass slime, get that, get that crap out of my house. I don't need right. that. Okay, you want to know a separate but unrelated thing that has been on my mind today? Sure. Um, this is this is going to become dangerously close to making fun of people who are young for not knowing things that I know. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to Sorry not make I've it exactly that. Sorry that I've never heard of that. toilet paper. <laughs> but do I... Okay. So there are a handful of kids at the open mic night that I go to who yeah. are in high school... I'm not going to dox them, um, but... Jiminy Cricket <laughs> but from school. None of them, zero for four, none of them know the song Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Even if you play it? If, if I play it, they're like, oh yeah, I kind of know that song. I think I've heard it before. That's like that song's like come back in a big way. Maybe yeah, and I feel like late. it has. It seems it seems not right that they would have never heard it because it feels like I hear it all the time, even yeah, without I, myself are just playing it. All about it all the time. There's p- different pictures. It's like I've been coming out of my cage and I've been feeling just fine. It's right. It just seems just seems odd. Where's just, where's my Mr. Brightside teenagers at? What's up with them? Uh, well, they've turned into you. Is that? That's I where guess they so. Are? I guess they've just turned into me. Maybe this well, is just the start of it. You know, maybe well, this just is the first phase. They've turned into all of the twenty-year-olds around you. That's where they right. went. They're not teenagers <laughs> anymore. I know. I guess this is just the first phase of like being out of touch. Yeah. It's like it's starting right now. You don't like slime. You're yelling <laughs> at the teenagers. You're getting out right. of touch, Jackson. And like. I uh oh you wanted to, want to hear the worst version of this phenomenon though? Sure. <laughs> we've gone through we've gone through a lot of different topics in this intro, but I'm okay with it. Um I had somebody at Domino's order a pickup pizza under the name Inigo Montoya, which yeah. is fine. This happens every once in a while. Um <laughs> occupational and, hazard. <laughs> right, it is. Um and they if, made their like 7-year-old kid come Jackson, up and Jackson. what? Jet, you've already told the story on the podcast. Have I? Yes. <laughs> Jackson Abort, get out of here. Are you super sure? I'm when? super mega sure. I don't have I know. just told it to you in person? I feel like I would have remembered. No, we talked about it on the podcast. I specifically remember. Jackson, you gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> and there's a twist. This is <laughs> but a separate it was, it's time. a different, a different, a little different girl. thing. Um, and then the little girl was grew up to be madonna oh my god (laughs) wow yeah so isn't that an incredible story that happened to me it doesn't matter where you come from 
or what weird thing your parents, your nerdy ass parents, make you do. <laughs> right. Anyway, you for anybody still who didn't, be Madonna. For anybody who didn't listen to that episode of the podcast, the end of the story is that they made their kid come up and then made fun of them for that they didn't know how to say Indigo Montoya, and I was mad about it. But also, that <laughs> was, was not a, that time. It was a different time. It was a different um, time. So, uh, hey, Adeline. Hey, Jackson. What was your pick for the film that we watched? Well, it's today? not really my pick. I was I didn't like seek it out, but just like we got did the next the next. Wow, let me start that that over. We're gonna start I will that not. over. No, do it. No, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this uh, this this this. So it's gonna start over. And, uh, is the movie. This one's even worse than the last one. Start again. <laughs> We're, the next Pixar movie is A Bug's Life, so we're watching A Bug's Life. Yeah, we watched Toy Story, and now we're going to watch A Bug's Life. Uh, so, fun hey. fact... No, fun. I get to talk. It's my okay. turn. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fine. So, fun fact about me. I have a weird beef with DreamWorks because I don't like the way they handle their franchises. But in high school, I wrote a paper comparing Pixar to DreamWorks and how Pixar was just so much better than DreamWorks. And uh, I don't remember the numbers, so this isn't going to be any interesting. But uh, Bugs Life is Pixar's uh, lowest grossing movie of all time. And DreamWorks' lowest grossing movie of all time was uh, The Road to El Dorado. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which is weird, because The Road to El Dorado is now a cult classic, and A Bugs Life is not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I mean, I I was not... I like this movie. I don't think it's yeah. bad, but it's just yeah. not really quite on the same level. Yeah. Hold on just a second. So, <laughs> I tried to talk you into restructuring this Pixar series. Yeah. Um, into us watching the movies in order of the uh, connectivity, or let me start that over. <laughs> From this... The- in chronological order, according to the Pixar timeline theory that everything's connected. The, the stupid one that's, that doesn't work. Right. No, shush. Yes, it does. It's great. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm looking at, I'm just looking through, I've never like read this thing fully. Um, yeah. And I had always assumed that Brave was the first one. Yeah. Um, but then looking into it, uh, The when Good Dinosaur the is the first one. Yeah. Which, Wait, you know what? what that is, tracks. What is that movie called? The Good Dinosaur. Oh, I thought it was the littlest dinosaur. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bravest dinosaur. What's the end of the timeline? What's the horrible end future? Probably record. Whoa. Okay. It's Wally, so, isn't it? No. What? So apparently this is fucking wild. Okay. Whoa. Wally takes place before Cars. Oh, yeah, because, like, the world ends and the cars take over. Right. And then after that is A Bug's Life. And then no. after no. A Bug's no, no, Life... No. no, And then after A Bug's Life is Monsters, Inc. What? So Monsters, no. Inc. is the very true end of the world. This is, like, the heat death of the universe is happening to Mike and Sully. Why would okay? So why okay? So the world ends. That's okay. The, the world ends after Wally, even though we tried so hard in Wally that not have the world end. Fine, whatever. But then cars, cars inherit the earth. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> but in Cars, there are bug cars. That's like that's specifically a thing that they establish. So there's these little 
they're bugs, like the car, right. and they're the bugs in the world, and it's very funny. And Larry the Cable Guy eats one or something, but... <laughs> And they turn but back the, into bugs. Yeah, the but yeah, that, they turn. Are you telling me that the, <laughs> they did? Do the cars evolve back into people? Did Boo used to be a car? Did Boo is used to be a car? Okay, like, so <laughs> this theory posits that um, the same magic which came from the witch from Brave, okay, um, that allows toys in Toy Story to come to life when they are loved by a human. Yeah. This also applies to the cars that people love in their lives. They, um, but then where the fuck are the people? So presumably, cars never really have much time to socialize because they're really big and being looked at most of the time. But when the people are all killed by Wally, what happens to Wally? When the people are all killed by Wally, <laughs> and. <laughs> the cars are left to their own devices. They inherit the earth because they have been alive this whole time, much like the toys. I don't know where but the toys are, but, but cars. So wait, are there not monsters? Do the cars all evolve into monsters? So there, there's no God in this universe, right? Because <laughs> there's no way he would allow this to happen. Um. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a link to the website I'm looking at. Oh, God. We can take a second and, like, read over it for ourselves, and then we'll come back and continue the discussion. I kind of want to know is the least amount as possible. <laughs> like, is this, like, do people agree with this? <laughs> Did you show this to John Lasseter? Um, so, okay, let's see. Wow, I just, this website just gave me the fakest Spotify, like, advertisement of all time. Uh, it's buyspotify.com, and the bullet points are cheapest price, fast delivery, fast support answer, <laughs> three to oh, 24 fuck. months of subscription. You know what this means? This means that the monsters in Monsters, Inc. are stealing their energy from the past. That's the fucking biggest time paradox of all time. We're about to crack this thing wide open. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, never mind. I misread. No, this one, no, this one says that cars happens and then Wally happens. And how the fuck does that make any sense? Why do you think- Well, no, because- Why do they think- why? What the? No, this is they dumb. They split I Wally into two. They split Wally into two. Wally happens around the timeline of Cars. Oh, but so when they, so when all the people come back, there's just a car society. But they don't come back, do they? Yes, that's the end of the movie. They come back and they plant the shoe with the plant in it. I don't remember how that movie ends. Maybe it's, oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe they're suggesting that by the time Monsters, Inc. happens, there are people back on the Earth. Yeah, but, but... But why does Bugs Life take place so far in the future? It's about, <laughs> it's about like we see there's they go to a trailer. It's like it takes around the same place as Toy Story. Like if you were just like, hey, also Bugs Life happened in like the nineties, I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, duh. <laughs> They're bugs. Why does it take place in two thousand eight hundred and ninety-eight? Why does that? It there's. They go, there's like a trailer park with a car part next to it. Why is it in the distant future? No, Adeline, that car was alive and part of car society. And so you're was right, that trailer. Right. They were sentient. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, they were they were husband and wife. <laughs> um God, I wish I really want to do this now. Can we please? But we already fucked it up because we watched Toy Story first. I guess, but like we could just skip over the ones and talk about them. I don't know, whatever. We don't have to do it. I just want to talk about this a lot because it's f- fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, it's it's the worst. It makes no sense. Hey, John Negori Negrani, did you write a book about this? <laughs> yeah, this guy's got his own website with like this very serious infographic. He wrote two books about this. Books. The Pixar Detective is a book written by this guy. Okay. Oh, wow. It looks like someone on DeviantArt wrote and drew this. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Welcome to the Pixar Detective. This is a serial novel that tells a new story within the background of the Pixar movies. Oh, this is DeviantArt. This is DeviantArt. Oh, no. Fuck? Get out. Get out. Get out of there, what John. What the fuck? Why is this the first thing that comes up when I search for this theory? Why does she... Oh, my God. One of them is fire powers, and one of them is a little fluffy monster, and it's... Oh, wow. Holy shit. There's oh, 30 chapters. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, this is... Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, so, God. I'm looking at this uh, at this uh, tab that says theories. Is that Squirrel Girl? I'm going to check out... Um, oh, oh, my God. Some Cars this, okay. 3 theories. I'm just, like, going through, like, the chapters, like, not clicking on them, and they have, like, little things of, like, art for all of the chapters. Right. And they're all hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Like, is this... How old is this person? How old is John? I thought whoa, this whoa. was, like, an adult man, but maybe it's not. This person has... A whole okay. bunch of, like, op-ed pieces, and some of them are labeled snarcasm, where he writes joke articles about Pixar theories. You, ca- you can't have it both ways. You can't do both. <laughs> okay, so wait. He wrote, like, an actual graphic novel book called Killer Joy, but then he has this weird fan fiction thing going on <laughs> that I just don't, I don't get it. This I is kind so of wild. Feel, I kind of feel bad about talking about it, because... He he's put a lot of effort into it. There's 30 chapters. Yeah, I hope but we like, give him some traffic. But like, oh my god, there's one. It's this guy. He's got a hat. He's got a trench coat. He's got something that looks like Stitch on his shoulder. It's not Stitch. <laughs> it's some other lovable flurry guy. But uh, he's sitting in a parking lot, and the spirit of adventure is landing in front of him. He's got the like back of his coat like bustling in the wind, and it's very good. <laughs> So, uh, Adeline, Bug's Life. Yeah. Oh my god, chapter 24 is called Anyone Can't Cook. (laughs) Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. God, okay, Okay. can we read this? Can we read this and check back? You're gonna make me read this? I mean, not in this, not in this episode, but I want this to have, like, I want this to be, like, a segment we do. I want to. I want to read these. I want Just to really badly. Okay. 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 Can we talk about a bug's life? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One sec. One sec. One sec. I'm just clicking through to see what kind of format these are in. I don't know if it's a graphic novel or a real novel with some illustrations. Okay. So this is a novel with um with some illustrations. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, how do we want to? How do we want to play this? Let's read a chapter before next week, and we can discuss hey, can you, chapter uh... one. Can you just uh, look at chapter 28 for me real quick? And I need you to describe what this picture is. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Chapter 28. Chapter 28 is called The Magic Words. 
Yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. It pictures um, what appears to be uh, a bald vampire from the movie Blade. Yeah. Um, in front of a helicopter, which is taking off and leering at the camera. Yep. So um, <laughs> I can only presume that, I don't know, was Pixar involved in Blade? Away. This was written by a grown-ass man. Like, I wouldn't feel bad <laughs> if, like... If, like, a 13-year-old had written this, I'd be like, good for them. You know what? They really like Pixar. They want to write a thing in the background of the movies. Good for them. But the fact that it's a grown-ass man, I'm just like, what are we... How did you... Who is this? <laughs> Who is this for? Because it's it can only be for him, right? Right. I like Chapter 21, which features a guy like, weep, weeping over his desk with a cork board and a whole bunch of red string tying news articles it's together. Like that, it's literally that scene from <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> God, this is so great. I love this. Okay. I don't... All of okay. our listeners, all of our mini listeners... I want you to check out johnnegroni.com. That's J-O-N-N-E-G-R-O-N-I.com. And we're going to have a book club, okay? Every week. <laughs> every week we're going to read a new chapter and come back and discuss. Hey, Jackson. What? What if it's really good? What? If, then we'll say so. I hope well, it's really like, good. What are you, what, what what you going to do if it's really good? Then I would just be excited about it. I mean, Yeah. Part one is okay. called A Jaunt Through Time. Oh my god. Do you want to talk about A Bug's Life? Yeah, okay. So, A Bug's Life. Um, The first thing that I have written down is just that this movie looks fucking great. Oh. Like, the world feels so, like, tactile in it. And especially for, like, 1998. Truth. Like, it's... It's, like, so, so, so much cleaner than Toy Story was. Like, it's leaps and bounds ahead of itself. That is true. My, what, what I don't like about this movie is that it doesn't set up the space that we're in very well. I feel like I'm in, like, the Windows, like, default desktop. And that, (laughs) like, if I look over the, like, horizon, it's just gonna, like, go into, like, whiteness. Like, I feel like this isn't a real place. I feel like I'm in a computer simulation. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel that way at all. I I really feel that. And I think it's because we never really establish where we are. And when we do, it's in a very small area. So, like, we only see, like, the island and that, like, small little meadow around it. And that's all we really see. So it just made me feel like there was nothing beyond that. But, like, in, like... An existential way, not in like a oh, there's nothing there. Just like in that, it's just gonna be whiteness. It's gonna be <laughs> right. like the end of the Matrix. It's gonna be the end of the Truman Show. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, it was just like these things are rendered so well. I guess that just like yeah. I just sort of took it at face value. It's like okay, here's where we are, and I don't, I don't know. I just felt like deeply immersed in the world, especially like all these little things, like the way that, like, water behaves because it's really small and it's not, like, flowing around. Yeah, it's like, just, just, like, big droplets. Pick it up as a, as a droplet. I think that's really clever. And, like, the sound editing is really cool. Oh, they, sound editing is great. Yeah, like, they have all these really creative ways to, like, make things feel real on that tiny scale that I think is just, like, really immersive. And I they just, like... They do a like, good job of making things seem really big. Like... Yeah. They do a really good job of making you feel <clears throat> small without making it like without like they do they don't make things feel small, they make things feel 
big, which makes you feel small, you know? Like, they don't make it claustrophobic. They, like, just make it seem huge so that you're like, whoa, look at this big leaf. <clears throat> right. Um, <laughs> it's exactly speak- what you're like. Look at this big leaf. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that big leaf, that bit at the very beginning where there's the yeah. ant line and, like, a leaf falls off the tree in front of one of the guys and they just, like, freak the fuck out is yeah. really good. I think that's it's really funny. Good. It's interesting, though, because it, like, it's... I think what it's meant to really do is, like, sort of put Flick apart from the rest of the colony, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, the rest of the colony, and it's not that they are that way on purpose or that they value this kind of thing, but it's just, like, for the most part, they don't have the capacity to, like, be unique or think for themselves, you know? Yeah. If if a, if a leaf falls in front of them, they're just like, what the fuck? I have no, what do I do? I don't understand. Like, if I yeah. can't just follow the person immediately in front of me, I have no skills. Um, which, I don't know, it's kind of interesting because that doesn't seem to be quite the thematic idea of the movie. It's... Yeah. It almost is, but, like, not quite. I don't know. It's to me. upon. Yeah, to me what the movie is about is about, plain and simple, about, like, economic oppression, right? It's about, like, people being extorted, and it's, like, really, it's super, super cut and dry, like, oh, the elite can just take from you because you're doing all the work, and but you have power over them because you are the one who's actually supplying things to yeah. them and all these kinds of things. I mean, there's the they put line a lot that... of, I'll just say, they put a lot of value on the ants themselves and their value to the world, right? So it yeah. seems almost a little bit contrary that we set them up as being so mindless, you know? Well, but I mean, that's why they've allowed themselves to be taken over by the grasshoppers. I guess that's, that's true. Like, they talk about tradition so much. They're just like, this is how it's always been. They come, they take the food, they leave. Like, this is, right. just, this is just what we do. These are traditions. We literally just talked about this in my philosophy class. Right. Oh, by the way, I'm taking a philosophy class, so that just means I'm going to be insufferable for the rest of forever. <laughs> okay. Just so you know. That's just going to be your life now. Okay, well, but, everybody who goes through college has to take a... F- or, no, I'm thinking of psychology. Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so sit the fuck down, Jackson. <laughs> anyway... But Hopper has that line where he's like, or well, where he he does the thing where he like, pull this is way farther in the movie, but where he like he hits he dumps that bunch of seeds on the guy and he's like a bunch of ants all together could easily take us down, and all I could think of is the Area Fifty One raid that was called they can't stop all of us. <laughs> they can't. They... <laughs> what does that have to do with your philosophy class? What? Why, why did you preface that with saying it reminded you of something from your philosophy class? Oh, no, because we were just talking about traditions. <laughs> and how, okay. Because we watched... Do you, do you want me to talk about what we're doing in our philosophy class? No, I just wanted... Life? What I wanted you to say was that you and your class went to the raid on Area 51. Oh, no. We, that was before the quarter started. <laughs> <laughs> Extracurricular. Whoever wants to come to the Area 51 raid. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just, like, the... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just feel so, like, immersed in that world. It could be that I watched this movie a lot as a kid. Might be part of it. But, like, it was one of the VHSs that our grandparents had at their house. Right? Was it? No. Yeah. No, no, it was not. It definitely, definitely was. 
Maybe you watched it a lot of Grammy Papa's House, because yeah. I know exactly what VHS is or Grammy Papa's House, and I don't remember A Bug's Life being I have album. very, very vivid memories of watching it there, because I know that Maybe we didn't have it ourselves, but I do remember, like, seeing it many a time, and I know that they... I can even picture the VHS fine, like, next to all the rest of them. Like <laughs> We should... We should just review all of the VHSs at Grammy and Papa's house. <laughs> yeah, instead of doing Pixar, we just go through their VHS yeah. collection. That'd be really good. Let's do that. That, that would be funny. I'll think about it. Um, I also want to say that the grasshopper designs are fucking rad as hell. Oh, dude, Hopper is cool as hell. Yeah, no, they do a really good job of making them, like, scary. They look like fucking Bionicles. <laughs> yeah, like... no, they look like the Predator from the Predator. Yeah, they totally look like the Predator. Um, I mean, they the don't look like the predator, predator at all. They look more like Alien than the Predator. But Listen, listen Alien and the Predator are brothers. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think that they are mad at each other they fight in a few movies yeah, so i don't they're think brothers. they're i guess i guess brothers do fight yeah, i don't know I, if they're brothers per se well see, i would the say they're is, more see, like Jackson, you could have torn me down so easily because everyone on the planet knows that the alien from alien is a she so <laughs> god Jackson, come on wait no that's not a thing is it that's absolutely a thing okay but you didn't know the name of the protagonist she lays eggs. she's a lady hold on hold on I'm not trying to be like, that can't be. I just feel like I would know that if it were the case. Hold on. It's absolutely a thing. Listen, the alien said woman's rights. Alien gender. I don't know if this is an appropriate... You're going to get a lot of porn. I'm just going to tell you now. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't give me what I want at all. <laughs> well, now I have to burn my computer. Alien from alien gender. Yeah, you know what? Looking back on it, maybe calling the movie Alien was kind of a mistake. <laughs> no, that doesn't give you that either. When I type in alien gender, it's just a lot of news articles about people who are defining themselves as genderless aliens, which is whatever. I don't alien, that. 1979. <laughs> <laughs> alien. Gender. Gender. Hold on. Okay. Is there like an alien wiki? God, this is so hard to Google. Yeah, why are you... It's like trying to find a picture of a person's knuckles. (laughs) (laughs) Just look up human knuckles. (laughs) Zena, no, Adeline, okay. No, Jackson, I know. Jackson, I know. Don't don't mansplain meme culture to me. (laughs) Okay. Um... Hold on, hold on. This is really important to me, and I'm too deep into this now. Okay. So I can't just give up now. Media. Films. Alien. I'm playing the Wikipedia game on the Xenopedia. <laughs> for people who hate people from foreign countries. <laughs> no, because, like, xenomorphs. Yeah, yeah, I know, Jackson. Okay. Hold on. God, why can't I just find out if the alien is a... Identifies okay, or the he alien. or her. The alien. To she. Because she lays eggs. Gender hermaphroditic. So, Adeline, Whatever. maybe you need to take a hard look at yourself. I want her to be a lady. 
And that and that's how that's what defines your gender. It's what other people want you to be. Do do the aliens from Alien? Yeah. Are they like people or are they like animals? Or like kind of in between? I haven't seen the film. So. You haven't seen any of them? No, cuz I don't like cuz I watched I walked in the room uh when the you were watching one of them and the guy's arm got broke and I didn't want that. Okay, uh, that... then you were talking about one where she gives birth to an alien and it explodes in her womb, and I didn't want that. Yeah, that uh, was fucking so... gross. That was Prometheus. Yeah. That ruled school. Yeah, I don't fucking want that, Jackson. I that would really rather die than watch that, that movie. <laughs> that wasn't the original, though. Yeah, I Chill know, out. but, like, it's gross. And doesn't, like, an alien burst out of somebody's stomach? Yeah, but it was also isn't 1979. That, so. Isn't that like the most famous thing of yeah. all time? Is it's cool. the you alien to, bursting out of that guy's stomach? You need to stop being a wuss about movies, I think. Yeah, listen, it's because I'm 19 Gregorian years old, so I still have baby brain when it comes to media. You gotta fight your baby it's brain. Like, what? You gotta fight your baby brain. Yeah, I know, because brain. like everything... <laughs> Everything that I've ever been told about media when I was, like, little, it's like, oh, don't watch that, it's scary. But 19-year-old me is still like, I can't watch that, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know I've said this to you before. Yeah. But, like, when you finally just, like, start watching R-rated movies and, like, horror movies and just go yeah. for it, nothing is ever as bad as you think it's going to be when you're 13. No, absolutely. Well, see, my thing, I'm, I'm pretty okay with gore, but I can't stand, I don't like anatomical stuff i can't do right. rib cage stuff i don't yeah. know what it is i don't like seeing organs like inside of rib cages i can't do it i don't like it there's a bit in one of the new ones i can't remember where a guy's rib cage explodes <laughs> no where i don't remember if this is prometheus or alien covenant but there's a bit where they like take the alien like egg sack out of somebody surgically yeah but then it like explodes in their hands all over the guy that they're taking it out of yeah and it's real gross and it rules okay yeah see i'm never watching prometheus i'm not doing it <laughs> um alien covenant's pretty good though i think you should see alien covenant you want to know a real thing that happens in alien covenant <laughs> what does a guy's brain explode into no. another lady's womb even worse great michael fassbender has human sex kisses his own clone are you, are you, you're, you're making, that really, that really happens in Alien Covenant. Wowie, wowie, wow, wow, wowie, wow, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a good wow. old movie. Wow. Oh, wow. There's a bit where Michael Fassbender teaches okay, his clone like... how to play the flute, but there's a lot of sexual tension in it. <laughs> yeah, because it's a flute, the sexiest <laughs> instrument of all time. Okay, does he, like, is it, like, is it, like, a peck, or is it, like, that scene in Harry Potter where Harry and Hermione make out in Ron's Nightmare? It is not a peck, but it is not an open-mouthed kiss. It's somewhere in between. Okay. That... It's a, it's a chaste kiss. <laughs> okay, so, Jackson. Yeah. You, with... You, so you, you you got you got a clone. Right. And he's like, what's up? I'm Jackson number two. Uh-huh. Uh, do you kiss him? Me? No. Yeah. Michael Fassbender? Yes, yes. very yes. He does. Much yes. <laughs> like, it's like, 
It's like you would probably be like close to your because your to your clone because it's just like you. It's like, do you want to give your clone a hug? I'd be like, yeah, this is just me. But it's like, do you want do you want to give him a little kiss? I'm like, no. <laughs> here's okay. Here's something no. I'm thinking about. Maybe if we have any 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 queer listeners, you can cue me into this. If you are, because to me that thought is just like no. I mean, it's not like repulsive, but it's just like no, I don't want to do that. Is yeah. that because I don't want to kiss any man, or would any person not want to do that? Or if I was attracted to men, would I be more into the thought of kissing my own clone? I want to hear. No, I want to like, hear from people on that. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a homophobic thing that makes it gross. It's the fact <laughs> that it's you. You're not sexually attracted to yourself because if you are, you're a psychopath. Like it's not. I don't know. It's not. I don't. I don't want to speak for people, Adeline. Okay. I want to listen. You, you know what, Jackson? When you get a clone, you could go ahead and kiss him and see I, how you feel. No. I just want to see if other people do. <laughs> Have other people kiss your clone? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, wait, no, Man, that's not Man, I didn't realize that. that clone Jackson was such a slut. I'll kiss Michael Fassbender's clone. I'll do that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> no one's got a problem with that. This episode has gone so off the rails. Yeah, we are not talking about should we just, anymore. Should we just say that this episode is about Alien Covenant? No, because I don't want... No. <laughs> because we've talked more about Alien Covenant than we have talked about A Bug's Life at this point. But I, I'm not going to watch it if a lady's womb explodes. That's what I thought was going to happen in a bird box, and I hated it. <laughs> um, anyway. And then a bird box sucked. Anyway, it's not called a bird box. <laughs> <laughs> a bird box. Anyway. A Bug's Life, a bird box. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about the title but- A Bug's Life. Because it's just, like, really vague and super not and at all pertains to anything in the movie. No, it's a bad title. I mean, Toy Story is not a particularly good title either. That's maybe even... Brainwashed. Yeah, that's maybe even more vague than A Bug's Life, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so, you were, so the year is 1990-something, <laughs> and your friend walks up to you... And they're like, hey, there's a new movie. It's called Toy Story. Do you want to go see it? <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't, actually. I, yeah, I think the answer is no, because what the hell is that movie about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, I guess Pixar has always had really nondescript names. Like, Yeah. I mean, Monsters, Inc. is good. Monsters, Inc. Like is Monsters really Inc. good. It's a really evocative title, I think. Yeah, exactly. You're like, ooh, Monsters Incorporated. What does that mean? Yeah. Is it about, like, is it about like Wolves of Wall Street? No, it's about actual monsters? Oh, do tell. Like, it's a very good title. <laughs> Finding Nemo is okay. It's good. It doesn't convey it at least what tells the movie me is about. about something that's happening in the movie. Yeah, you know? I mean, like at least, yeah, they are find they are finding for Nemo. Right. It's like you know that like there's a character who is presumably named Nemo who is lost, who we're gonna go try to find them. What we don't yeah. know though is that everybody's a fish, and I feel like that is kind of important. Yeah. 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 You're right. Um. What's after you're, that? You're very right. Cars. Also, when, so we get, oh god, cars. Dude, there's nothing good about cars. (laughs) I've, like, kind of, like, realized something about myself. I don't think I like the Cars movies. (laughs) I don't know. The first ones and the third one are both pretty okay. Look at the story. Okay, it's, like, the story of, it's, like, oh, but they, they just, the story does not rely on them being cars. It just doesn't. (laughs) There's no reason for them to be cars. (laughs) 
yeah, but there's no reason for the people in Alien to be people, and that's still a good movie. They could be cars if you wanted them to be. No, that would you're making <laughs> the opposite point. I know. You're proving my point. <laughs> when, what do you mean I'm proving your point? I'm saying in Alien, Alien Covenant... If yes. the two Michael Fassbenders were both cars, it would be it would be just as Do good. Do not put the image of two cars from Cars <laughs> kissing in my head. What is wrong with Even you? Even if they're both Michael Fassbenders? They don't Fassbender? show you that in the Cars movies because they know it's taboo and terrible. How dare you? John Lasseter would be infuriated. <laughs> I don't think he would be. I think he'd be into it. No, because he's a he's a he's a big old pervert. Yeah, don't he's worry a big about perv. John Lasseter. Yeah, he's a big old pervert. He made the Cars movies. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> it's really funny to me that, like, for some reason, like, John Lasseter directed Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 and Bugs Life. Yeah. And he made out with a bunch of interns or something. And then, no, he was just, like, it, basically he was just, like, a super creepy guy that, like, made everybody yeah. really uncomfortable. And he was, like, yeah. big into not hiring women. In like creative positions, making cars kiss and cars. Yeah, so I mean that's pretty much it. It's one of those things that's like in the grand scheme of things, and like in terms of all the people in the world that exist, it really wasn't so horrible. But it's still just like, yeah, no, we should still get this guy out of here. Yeah, it's still like John. Um, Come on. But anyway, um, and then you know he like let some other people in. Different people did like Finding Nemo and Monsters Inc. And then he was like, Cars. That's Mm -hmm. my next one. I'm gonna direct Cars. Um, gotcha. Everyone was like, okay, sure, yeah, this is the new Lasseter joint, is Cars. And then, like, <laughs> he didn't direct anything guy. for, like, a few years until he did Cars 2. That was the last movie that he directed, <laughs> was Cars 2. <laughs> Man, John is a big pervert. <laughs> for some reason, that was the thing that he brought him back stuck into directing. For cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of talking about John Lasseter. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it, I want to talk about the... We literally haven't even talked about the main character of a Bugs Yeah, Life no, we yet. did briefly. So Flick is... No, we didn't. Like, <laughs> I talked about how it's setting him apart from Flick. Flick is, like, this yeah. free thinker, this, like, inventor who, like, nobody really understands and they all kind of make fun of him. But he knows that he's right because he knows that he's really smart and he can make these inventions. Kind of like the plots of most other children's movies... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. some reason, we really like protagonists in kids' movies to be inventors. I don't know where that started, but that's, like, a, a whole thing, and I don't know why. Yeah. And, like, when you think about all the inventors that, like, exist in the modern world, there kind of, like, aren't any. Yeah, I mean, you could argue, like... There's people who invent stuff, but no one just, like, sits down and invents Things, right. You know, like it's always a part of something else. Unlike in kids' movies, where it's just like, I just make shit. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and in the modern day, I think the people that were like inventors, quote unquote, are more like app developers or like tech people. I, hate, I hated that. They're d- uh. inventing like sort of computer based things rather than like an object you could use. Or even it's like. So- you know, like Uber, I think that was like an invention, you know? Yeah. That's I think that's the kind of, that's the modern equivalent of the inventor, yeah. quote unquote. And not making a big weird thing to take seeds off of trees. <laughs> right, yeah. I want to watch a movie where Flick that. invents the rideshare app. And then a bunch of women get murdered and then they have <laughs> to send out a lot of PSAs. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and then they give you a refund of your of your ride, and that's it. They don't tell anybody <laughs> that you got murdered. <laughs> they refund your estate the eight dollars you spent on the ride. Yeah. And then they don't they don't tell anybody that you got murdered, and the guy keeps driving the car. <laughs> um. The okay. I want to talk about the the rest of the cast. When you know what, I should start yeah. with. Um, when we go to the the big city, because that is a yeah. place to me that is just so like g- goofily rendered, but also like deeply tactile. Yeah, that it like it just feels really, really immersive in the way that just like everything is like so perfect, like it's so detail oriented. Yeah, I mean that's the reason why there's a Bug's Life world and. California Adventure. It's not because people love Bugs Life, because they don't, but it's because they made such a good world. They made a great world. It was super easy to make it to a theme park. I literally wrote that down. I was like, I'm really glad that they chose a Bugs Life to be a Disneyland because, like, it's kind of the best choice. Like, it really feels good to be there. It's cool. Um, also, the Cars Land at Disneyland also is really cool. the tightest thing. Yeah, man. It's so cool. It's the best. And you know why it's so cool? It's because there's no living cars there. It's yeah, just there regular people because it's Disneyland. They, yeah, they run it. They drive they around. They come around. They are there. I take that back. Does, Fucking Larry the Cable Guy just sits there and stares <laughs> at you through a window. I'm trying to think if Michael Fassbender is in any of the Cars movies. Well, because you know he would kiss another car, right. so they can't allow him. Into yeah, the I don't think series. he is. I don't think he is. I was trying to remember who played the fast race car in the third one, but that was Army Hammer. So yeah, I don't think he is. I, that was just for me. Anyway, okay, um, <laughs> that, was, that was for me for later. <laughs> wink. Um, what are some well, other good scene, worlds in Disneyland that are like based on movies and stuff? I mean, they do. They did some fun things where they started making things for the lands. I mean, like. A princess and the frog not maybe not a hundred percent because of this but they they definitely made it in louisiana so they could put tiana in the louisiana zone in disneyland the uh, it's so weird that disneyland is like the majority of it is just like these weird themes that are not like connected to anything it's because when they made disneyland they had like two movies right and so they were like well get there's there's fantasy land and um louisiana right. well, <laughs> it's like okay it's cool. also before i keep saying louisiana i mean new orleans i'm so sorry That's louisiana <laughs> oh is it oh i nailed it never mind yeah. i've been right the whole time um, <laughs> but it's also it's interesting to think that it was before home video too right so like yeah. this idea of these movies being like so special and like so recognizable wasn't really a thing yet like if you made they a were world like spectacles. Yeah, if you made a world based on Snow White, you know mm-hmm. like and you made it so that it looked exactly like it does in the movie, nobody would really able to be Nobody would really be able to appreciate it, you know? Because yeah. like Well, because they've only seen the you movie. You saw that once movie or once twice. and it was like thirty years ago. So like Yeah. But that's, like, so different now. Like, people are so much more familiar with the movies they like than they were in the olden days. Oh, totally. Well, it's because, yeah, it's home video. You got to take it home with you and relive it. I think home video is, like, the most important thing that's ever happened to the world. TBH. Probably, yeah. No, you know you're right. Um, like, I mean, obviously I'm... It's killing the movie industry. (laughs) Tinseltown. Obviously I'm being sarcastic, but, like... 
that it's so weird to me to think about like in 1970 if you were like hmm i would like to watch the wizard of oz you could not nope. you could there <laughs> you was no option if you were born in 1940 you could not see the wizard of oz until probably like 1982 how wild is that well what i know about theaters at the time was that they would because for now because we have home video like a movie is in the theaters and then it's not in the theaters anymore and then it's on dvd and then you can go buy it but like back in the day like things were just like in the theaters like perpetually for a very long time and like having screenings of older movies was more common yeah exactly well, because you have the period in, like, the 20s where there's, like, a movie a week. And in that case, then, yeah, they were out of there pretty quickly. But once you get into, like, the 50s, that's where it's, like, like the, oh, I go to the movies every night. And it's, like, there's, like, same familiar movies there. Right. Because that was your only way to get stuff. That's true, 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 that's true. Yeah. I, I really like Flick. I think he's a good classic <laughs> character type. Yeah, me too. I think it's really funny but, that they, like, really clearly wanted to get Jerry Seinfeld but couldn't. Yeah. Like, was that... Did they, like, ask Jerry Seinfeld? And he was like, no, I'm going to make my own bug-centric movie someday. No, I or, think, like, did they were just, like... I think they asked him, and he was like, no, animated movies are for chumps. I don't want to do that. And then he I'm saw it, and it, like, man. made a bunch of money, and people really liked it. And he, like, totally, like, slapped himself in the forehead, and he was like, god damn it! I should have taken that role. And then he was like, I gotta recoup the losses, so I'm going to make my own animated Jerry movie. Seinfeld? And then he was just like, what are animated movie things? I don't know. I saw the one about bugs, so I'll also do a bug one. That's just what animated <laughs> movies are about, I guess. Yeah. It's like how every stop motion movie is about something creepy. Every 3D animated movie is about bugs. <laughs> right, exactly. What were you going to say? Do you think Jerry Seinfeld would kiss his own clone? Um, Let me take that one more time because I stumbled okay. over it. And I really want to really make sure that it gets okay. out. Uh, do you think that Jerry Seinfeld would kiss his own clone? Um, No. You're very right. He would, he's, you're, yeah. I think he would kiss a, he, a, a 16 year old when he was like 35 or whatever that was. <laughs> I think if he was a car, he would kiss another car, but if he wouldn't kiss his own clone. Um, anyway. Uh, the <laughs> other, other characters that were introduced to at the beginning of the movie. God, what time is well, it? And it was what also, is 20 minutes? It's also uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus was the the queen. She's the she's the girl from Seinfeld. So like yeah. clearly they're they're working in this world. They they want that yeah. Seinfeld bump real bad. They wanted to make Seinfeld, but they wanted all of the characters in Seinfeld to be bugs. <laughs> right. Well, just two out of three of the important ones. Yeah. Um. I really like the not short man and not crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And not Newman. Um. And not God. Fuck Newman. <laughs> the... I really Newman would kiss his own clothes. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay, we need to, like, that needs to be a reoccurring segment on this podcast. Do they kiss do, their own Yeah, clone? like, every character that we talk about, do they kiss their own clone YN? Um, anyway. I really like the little kids in this movie. I think the actors I that know, do I them are really that. funny. Um, there's, <laughs> like, whoever the little boy is that's, like, only on screen a few times is always just yeah. like, Well, Spot! And he just has this great voice. He's so funny. I want to find that kid and figure out what he's doing now. <laughs> I want to find that kid. <laughs> um, there's, there's just like I don't. This movie captures like children really well, even though they're like 
like kids are weirdly vital to this plot and I feel like the movie like doesn't really talk about it enough like it's kind of like a cool it's kind of a cool like revolutionary like mindset that like the children are the future and they're the ones that are at the head front of change right. I think that's a really cool thing to talk about yeah. that I feel like the movie kind of does but doesn't talk about because like you have the girl scouts are the ones that are flying the big bird at the end and I think right. that's super dope yeah. but uh like <laughs> I mean, they just capture children so well. Like, when they do the little play, and there's, like, the little girl in the front, and she's like, Miss Hannigan, second grade class, <laughs> so APM really good. would like to present. And, like, all the kids are, like, making stupid faces. And, like, during the play, one of the kids is just, like, really mad for no reason. Like, they just captured it so well. I know, it's really funny. Like, that's exactly what, like, an elementary school play is like. <laughs> so, hey, do you want to know a fun story about this podcast episode? Yeah. I've been just letting us go on these tangents because I know that we, like, don't really have, like, a huge amount to say about Bugs Life. So I'm just, like, yeah. you know, doing my best to run out the clock. Um, but here's the thing is that we're almost an hour into this episode already. We've discussed yeah, very we little Oh, of my the God. Movie. What have we been talking about? We've been talking, talking about, about Alien, Alien Covenant. Cars. Um, <laughs> Can this... Okay, this... Okay, this podcast can't be about a Bug's Life. What do we call this? Is this just <laughs> no, like... No, we gotta keep... I'm gonna... We're gonna go through. We're gonna keep talking about Bug's Life. I'm gonna title it, like, A Bug's Life, but mostly Alien Covenant. <laughs> a Bug's Life, but we talk about a bunch of other <laughs> yeah. shit for, like, basically an hour. Um, okay. The rest of the cast. Uh, so the, like, I was about to say cast. this when you talked about... No, shut up. Okay. Shut up. Shut your mouth. I was, ta- I was gonna say this when you were talking about the Bug City. We're not all the way there, but, like... Some, the problem with having your movie based about bugs is that some bugs are really scary. Right. And you have to do a lot to make bugs cute. Because <laughs> bugs aren't cute. They're kind of uh, God's real monsters. <laughs> and so we have, like, these, like that scene where he's, like, walking through the city and the, like, Daddy Longlegs, like, walks over him. And it's just, like, this menacing orb <laughs> with long legs. Right. And no face, and it's maybe the scariest thing I've ever no, I seen. Think it has it's a just, face on the opposite side of it. You just don't get to see it. But we never see right. it, and it's it freaks me out. I, mean, I don't like it. Honestly, I kind of like because the most of the bugs are like obviously like cartoonified a bit, but they're not like yeah too cuted up, you know? Yeah. Like, bugs that are gross are still pretty gross. Like the flies are gross. Yeah. The fleas are gross. Oh, I hate the flies. Yeah. The way that they make the flies move to like move realistically just like, yeah. makes my skin. Crawl. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's like still. Fun fact about bugs. me: I do not like bugs. Yeah. The uh, I don't know, and I think they walk a fine line, right? Of like not being like too yeah. kawaii about it, but also like the fact that they're they're bugs. This is what bugs look like. They're bugs. Um. But yeah, I love this, like, circus cast. I think they're really fun. It's sort of... I I do. I do love them. I think we have some really, really good characters in there. I feel like the cast is just a little bit too big. That's that's fair. Big enough that I don't think we get to focus on everybody that we want to focus on. Right. But the, the dilemma that I have with saying that is I don't want to cut anybody. Yeah. I don't know who I want to cut. Right. But, like, something... They just, it's a lot of characters, and we don't focus on any of them for long enough, except for really the ladybug. Right. Like, everybody else, we just, like, really don't focus on, yeah. and it just, it, it feels very rushed and weird. Even though I like all of them, and I really enjoy all of them, I just, there's just a lot of people right. standing in a room, you know? I have a really big soft spot for, like, characters who are romantic couples, but the story's not at all about their relationship. Yeah. That's, like, that's that. one of my favorite things. Like, for some reason, that is, like, something that is always really appealing to me. So I know I don't want to cut the mantis and the moth. 
Yeah, you can't, they're really cute. You can't cut the spider and the beetle, because the beetle's the big one, and that's kind of plot relevant a lot of the time. Yeah. Maybe, well, okay, maybe you cut too, the spider. Maybe you cut the spider and you no! just make the the beetle smart like Beast from X-Men. But I like, but I like Rose. She's nice, <laughs> and she likes the kids, and she ties things. I like okay. her. So then, what about the, the racist roly-polies? Yeah, we don't need the racist roly-polies. <laughs> they do nothing. You can get the racist roly-polies out of here. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're not, I don't know, they're not really racist. They're just, like, the joke is that they, they don't speak English. I don't know. They're not a parody of any particular culture. No, they're just, like, they, just <laughs> they do not speak like English. Like, European <laughs> roly-polies, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, okay, I do gotta say, though, that little bit right at the end when they're, like, putting on a circus show for the grasshoppers, and there's two little roly-polies that start beating the shit out of each other, and Kevin Spacey's like, now that's funny. That's fucking great. I think that's (laughs) so good. Oh, hey, another long list of perverts on this (laughs) episode of the podcast. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. And fucking, um, what's his name? Woody Allen made ants. It's like why why are yeah, only Woody... why are only pedophiles making ant movies? Making bug adjacent movies. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's fine, I take that yeah. back. Never mind. Um <laughs> Say what you will about Jerry Seinfeld. At least he's not a pervert. <laughs> right. He did no, there was that whole thing. He did like date a seventeen year old girl when he was like thirty something. That was a thing that Oh happened, never mind, they're all pedophiles. Um I don't know. I haven't I have heard that. Maybe I should do some research before I just dox Jerry Seinfeld it's like fine. that. Um because you know, me saying that is really gonna gonna hurt his reputation. Hold on, I wanna be safe. Yeah, no, he's gonna like call is, you tomorrow and he's gonna be like Jackson, Jackson I thought. Why we were did you friends. say that? I have never done anything God. like that. My wife listens. <laughs> Why did you say that about me? Why did you say that? <laughs> I feel like mine was also not good, but yours just sounded like a seven-year-old who's crying. <laughs> Is that not what Jerry Seinfeld does? Um, anyway. Sorry, Jerry. Um, <laughs> I don't know what my opinion of Jerry is in this in this specific episode of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. My general take I'm on Jerry Seinfeld is just like... Yeah, there's a lot of things that you could not like about him, and you have the right to do so. But to me, I'm always just like, I don't know, let him do his thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever, Jerry. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the opinion. Whatever, Jerry. Um, the okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, this whole movie. This is kind of unrelated, but I want to say it. This whole movie just feels like. Pixar bragging about how many ants that they can have it's on screen right, at one yeah. time. Like, it feels like whenever you watch, like, an old GameCube <laughs> advertisement, right. it's like, can generate 100 discrete pixels, yeah. and it's like, whoa. It's like, there's Super Mario 128. Yeah, there's 128 <laughs> Super Marios. That look, look at them go. <laughs> They're all kissing each other. <laughs> 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 it's sonically the worst. Just, just, mm, but just like times 128, and it's just the loudest thing on the planet. God, that's so fucking good. <laughs> This is the funniest episode I think we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> We're not. God, it's also the biggest dumpster <laughs> fire. What are we even talking about? 
God. God. Okay, literally, I felt bad because, like, this movie's not bad. I very much enjoy yeah. it. But there's just, like, not a lot to say. I literally wrote only a half a page of notes, and I'm already halfway through that. And I just feel bad right. because we're not giving A Bug's Life any attention. But, like... <laughs> well, I don't know. I think A Bug's Life is interesting because, like, Pixar movies across the board are, like, known for being really unique, right? Like, they have, like, yeah. really unique creative voices in their story. And the stories they're telling are, like, stuff you haven't seen before, typically. Yeah. This movie feels pretty typical in terms of, like, the story, you know? Like, it's yeah. a little bit more ambitious than is normal, and I think it's really well executed, but, like, the story of, like, a guy who feels like he doesn't fit in with his, like, family or, like, crowd, like, they get mad at him because he messes something up, so he goes and tries to find some people, and they, he thinks they're one thing, but they're actually a different thing, and then... At the end, they find out, and they're like, what, you lied to me? And he's like, but I just... And it's like, no, I'm mad at you. And then he, like, makes yeah. it all good in the climax, and they, like, get back together, and he gets the girl at the end. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Like, this is, this is like, standard kids' movie stuff. And it's not bad, but it's just like, I, I've seen this before, you know? Yeah. Why doesn't anyone talk about Princess Ada? She's a Disney princess now. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a Disney princess. Yeah, um, come on. I, this is just like a weird little thing. I do kind I really enjoy the type of princess that they show in this. Right. Because I feel it's like a type of princess that we don't really see in a lot of other kids' media, where it's like, we get we get a princess who, act- who like actually has political responsibility a lot of the time, but I really like this like new to- like new to like politics princess who's right. like messing it up and has a lot of pressure on her like i don't know i really like her character and how she kind of like deals with things because she's kind of like she's just like right outside the main plot so right. she doesn't have a lot of control and i just think that's really cool with her character who's like kind of being forced to take control and she doesn't know how to do it and there's like there's a real threat of death right. and she doesn't know what to do about it i think it's really good no yeah for like a female love interest in 1998 she's like surprisingly fleshed out as a character and like oh unique. yeah totally um and yeah so okay super quick let's touch on um dennis leary is the ladybug <laughs> um i don't i don't, it's not okay it's it's not transphobic. No. I don't think. It's just, it's weird because of how much of not a thing it is in this movie, right? And no, because they, they like, it's like kind of, it's at the very beginning, it's a joke where it's a ladybug, but oh, it's a dude. Right. But then the rest of the movie, they address them as she. Right. But then, but then I was just confused as to whether they were actually... Of what gender they right. were. Right, no, he, he's and a dude. It was... that he's, okay. It's Dennis Leary is a dude who is a ladybug, and people think he's a girl, but he's not because he's a ladybug. And that's, and like, that's a his joke. his friends, like, continue to call him she, just, like, in regular conversation. Do they? I thought whenever they were doing that, they yeah, were, they like, do. he says, like, hey, whatever, like, it's like they're being sarcastic at him. No, because Stickman calls him, like, deliberately calls them she at several different points. And it's like not even in a mean way. That's just like how he addresses her, and she does it, and they don't, and they don't react at all. <laughs> right? It's I just, don't know. It's, it's 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 just it's just a weird thing 
that I feel like if they had like committed yeah. to anything, it would have been interesting. Well, but that's the thing is that like it feels like it's just like so totally not even on their radar that this is even a real thing, right? Like yeah. they're clearly not trying to make any kind of statement about anything. They're not even like actively not trying to make a statement, right? It's just yeah, not just, on. They're just not making. They a statement. are not even yeah. aware. Um, yeah. Which is just like I don't know. It's fine. I mean, it's just like I you can't even really be mad about it because it's just nothing. It's like not really applicable to yeah. any real life scenario. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, so, go ahead. The only thing that the last thing that I've written, and we could talk more after this because I think you have more. But like, does Randy Newman do anything other than Pixar movie music? Um. That's a good question. Hold on, give me just a sec. Like, was is he, like, a real artist who just, like, was famous enough that he did a bunch of Disney and Pixar oh. stuff? Or is that just, like, the only thing he's No, he's that? been a popular, like, jazz country musician for years and years and years and years. Well, that's probably because I don't listen to country or yeah, jazz, so I mean, if you combine the two, I'm know. not going to know. Well, he's not, I don't know, I don't know how to describe his genre of music. I mean, you've heard it, right? It's, like, not quite yeah. country, not quite. It's, like, kind of country, kind of folk, kind of yeah. jazzy. But yeah, it's I just, gotcha. like, I don't know, he's just, like, old people music. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yep, uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, like, okay, so, yeah, he has done some non-Pixar film scores. He did Seabiscuit. And he did James and the Giant Peach. Okay. He did my favorite movie, James and the Giant Peach. I have no opinions about that movie. That's not true. (laughs) The bugs in that movie are fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's done a lot of big bug movies. The little boy, James, in James and the Giant Peach, doesn't have any eyes (laughs) the whole movie. And we just decided that that wasn't creepy. But I would like to go back in time and say, y'all, it's it's creepy. It's not good. I feel like the the Toy Story score is pretty decent. Yes. It's not like anything spectacular. Like what's cool about it are like the pop songs he writes. But like yeah. the score itself, fine. Bugs Life, yeah. I would say, is worse than Toy Story because it's just like really on the nose and kind of obtrusive, I think. Because yeah. he's still kind of figuring his shit out, I think, as a composer. Um... But then, I don't, I don't remember enough about Toy Story 2. I feel like Monsters, Inc. is probably his magnum opus. <laughs> That's just like, I don't know. To me... <laughs> like, his other Pixar scores are like... Cars, and all the Toy Story movies, and Bugs Life, and... Randy Newman wrote Life is a Highway? Yeah, uh-huh, by Rascal Flatts, Randy Newman. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Monsters Inc. is the best one. Monsters Inc. has a great score. I don't know. We'll talk about that within yeah. a few months. So I guess I don't need to. Okay, cover but you got a friend in me. Come on, dude. That's like I, I'm not talking about the pop songs though. I'm talking about the score. Oh, okay. Okay. Hum the score of Toy Story. Now hum the score of Monsters Inc. <laughs> that is Star Wars. Try again. Are you? Yes, sure? that's Star Wars. Hold on. I'm trying to think of the Avengers theme, and I can't. <laughs> that was going to be my good goof, but I can't remember it. But yeah, like, the Bugs Life score is, like, it has that bit at the beginning that I like. It's like, do 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 do
But, like, there's so many times when, like, they're flying. And he's, like, just doing Flight of the Valkyries, but, like, slightly different. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's times when it's, like, they're marching. And he's just doing this weird march music, but also kind of Randy Newman-ized. And you're, like... (laughs) (laughs) Got a little bit of that random yeah. flavor. And it's just like, this just doesn't feel particularly creative, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, Monsters Inc. Fucking great score. Anyway. Um, we'll get there. I really like that part where all the kids are hiding um, and mm-hmm. these grasshoppers walk by and they're just like, oh, we're going to kill the queen and um, <laughs> what's yep. up with you? <laughs> like. Do you, got, do you like my new hat? Um, I found it on the floor and I immediately put it on Do my you head. like my new hat? I, we're going to kill the queen. Um, yeah, I'm going to kill the new queen with my old hat. <laughs> nope, other way around. I'm going to kill the old queen with my new hat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, that just made me laugh. I was like, wow, cool, yeah. glad that happened. And does it even really matter to the plot that they're going to kill the queen? Like, they're trying to get well, him out of there just, anyway. It, yeah, it just gives urgency for... The flit to come yeah. back because Dot's mom's gonna get murdered. <laughs> um, and okay. See, this is the, they they do this thing with ants that every animated movie about any type of animal or ant thing does, where it's like, okay, ants have a queen, and the queen ant tells them what to do. So we have like the current queen ant, who's an old lady, and then her daughter, and then another daughter. And they try to make this weird little family like structure, and that's just not how it works in real life. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. This is this is B movie all over again. Okay. This isn't how this works. It's like in Tarzan where they have the gorilla troop, and they try to tell you that Kerchak only has sex with Tarzan's mom, and it's like, no, that, that's not how that works, son. <laughs> okay. Um. Th- okay, hold on one sec. So okay, in terms of like the the metatextual elements of this movie. I feel like a lot of this can sort of be construed as an as a metaphor for like filmmaking also in terms of like in animation especially in terms of like the manpower you put in versus like the the recognition and payment that you get, you know? Because mm-hmm. they with the circus they incorporate a really specific element of like people being artists and not being paid for their work, which I think is like an important part of this miasma mm-hmm. of like criticism of capitalism metaphors. Uh, so I, I don't know. I feel like it's it makes me wonder what the conditions were like at Pixar in 1997. Um, I wonder if I they mean, were probably- making this kind of statement because it was bad for them and this is what they were trying to say through their work, or if it was good so they felt comfortable saying that about other people, you know? I watched a documentary about early Pixar, and I don't remember a lot of it. And I, if... <laughs> no, <laughs> no cool. not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you think that... <laughs> do you think Flick would kiss his own claw? Um, no, no, um, no for Flick. No, he wouldn't. He's a good boy. Anyway. But, like, talking about, like, really early Pixar, like, they were kind of on their own and doing their own thing. Right. I don't think conditions were bad enough that they felt that they had to make, like, a protest. I think it was, like, they were comfortable enough to tell a story like this. I just, I don't know. I think your interpretation of this as a metaphor about film and art is a valid interpretation, but I don't think that's the I don't think that's the main 
thing that they're trying to get across. I think it is very much about, it's about gangs taking over governments and right. people taking back. Like, it's very yeah. much a political story. Right. And I absolutely see how you get the artist's statement in that. I just don't think that was the original statement right. that they were trying to make. I, you are valid. <laughs> I see you. And I respect you. Um, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I also, sort of near the end, though, I want to say that, like, the climax of this movie is really good. Like, it's really... It is There's really a lot good. of, like, reversals in it, you know? Yeah. Um, although I do have to say that I don't like that uh, Hopper just gets gets et by a bird at the end. That doesn't... He just gets torn apart by baby birds. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, that doesn't seem very earned. You know, like, when they yeah. they win, when they get that, like, last push and, like, Hopper dies, or it doesn't even have to necessarily be that, but whatever it is that's, like, the final success, like, don't yeah. you think it should be something that the protagonists actually do? <laughs> like, yeah, a bird showed well, up. because you have that super... You have that super cool scene where all the ants pick up Hopper and they put him into the cannon. Yeah. And I don't know what they think that cannon's going to do because he can fly, but it's whatever. Um, <laughs> Shoot him away. But then but then there's the, the coolest shot in the whole film where it starts to rain and you yeah, can just like man. hear it in the distance as it like comes closer and you see that shot of like the wave of water coming and it's the coolest shot. It's so yeah, good. Dog. And, it's... and it's, it's more like discreet and rain droplets but like it's very like the power dynamics in like this sort of battle like switch back and forth a whole bunch of times and it's super it's super fun to watch um because it's like genuinely suspenseful yeah they like switch the power dynamics between hopper and flick a whole bunch of times but then they also kind of like take the time to remind you that they're bugs and (laughs) things like mother nature are what's gonna win every time so like when the ants have the upper hand and they're gonna take Hopper out, and then but it starts to rain, and that just totally puts a damper on their whole thing. I think is super interesting and cool because then Hopper gets the advantage again, but then Hopper is eventually taken out by nature again. He's taken out by a bird. Right. Like I don't know, it's just weird. Like I don't know, like nature having the final say. I think is a kind of a, very, a really cool theme right. in this movie. But I would say that like the rain is cool because it. It, it at at the end of the day, the rain does give the grasshoppers the upper hand in that specific scenario, but it still like yeah. applies equally to both parties, you know. Oh yeah. And totally. the bird is just like, I'm gonna eat the bad guy. So I don't know. It's like. Well, but they were attacked by that same bird earlier. That's the one that attacked. Just because it showed up earlier doesn't mean that it's good. Just because you put a gun on the mantle in the first <laughs> yeah. act doesn't make it good. Check off. Um. I mean, it, you could have it. I mean, look at Power Rangers. The third act of that is all Chekhov's guns, but all of them are bad, and I wish they had it. All of them are stupid. Um, it's a bunch of stupid guns. Get your guns out of here, Chekhov. <laughs> um, I feel like, I think we, I don't know if a Chekhov's gun is necessarily just a callback. I don't think that means quite the same thing. Probably not, but I'll say it's it. Close, it's like one of those things that's like close enough. That like people probably won't yeah, get upset like, at sure you. Yeah, like I'm sure Chekhov's gun has a very specific meaning that we just kind of adopted to mean like things set up earlier, right. resolving it's later. Like, it just sounds smarter than saying a callback, right? So yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep saying it. Chekhov can shove it. <laughs> Find me Chekhov. Chekhov, more like Jackoff. Uh, do you think Chekhov would kiss his own clone? 
absolutely. I think, Only if it was in the third act, yeah. though. <laughs> he would establish the clone in the first act and then kiss him in yeah, the third. Yeah, you put the clone on the mantle in the first act and in the third act you, you kiss you him. You think they kiss? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Bugs Life. Good episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> We just didn't talk about a bug's life. Yeah, we did. Like, we talked plenty about bug's how life. How did we sit down to make a podcast about a bug's life and then do <laughs> this instead? <laughs> so, um, oh, okay. We should say now that um, the next episode we put out is going to be one of our October Halloween episodes. It's spooky, scary Halloween fest. Are we going to do the same thing for Christmas or is this just going to be Halloween for us? Woo! What? Are we going to do the same thing for Christmas, or is this just going to be Halloween for us? I mean, I'm down. I'm down to watch some Christmas movies. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do four Christmas movies. Why Maybe not? we could do, like, some movies that are just generally snow-adjacent. Like Die like Hard? Die- well, Die Hard is, like, a Christmas-themed movie. Like, we could do Batman Returns. We could do Iron Man 3. We can do every single Harry Potter we movie. We could do the... I almost said The Predator. That's not a Christmas movie. Hold on. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite day when it's Christmas and all the children are sitting around the tree and opening their presents and the dad's like, oh, look over there, Jimmy, behind the couch. I think there's a present that you left behind. And Jimmy goes over and he opens the box. He looks inside. It's like a new toy. And they're like, yay. And you see like the dust like behind him like fall out of the chimney and then the Predator just comes down the <laughs> chimney and kills all of God, them. That's, okay. That's really good, actually, for real, though. <laughs> we okay. can. I think a Predator Christmas movie is not a bad idea. See, it was in my head no, be because the new one was directed by Shane Black, whose like thing is making Christmas movies. Um, but he yeah. didn't. He made it a Halloween movie instead, and coincidentally, it fucking sucked. So Shane, maybe you should just stick with Christmas movies. I think. Shane. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. We don't have to make that decision right now. It doesn't matter. Nobody fucking cares. So. Um, okay. Stay tuned for Halloween Spook Fest. Spook Fest incoming. Um, maybe we'll watch Alien Covenant. God, no. <laughs> don't you want to see Michael Fassbender kiss his own clone? No, I don't. Only if his womb explodes. Uh, oh, well, you're in luck. Yeah, God. Um, anyway, okay, so our secondary uh, uh, bit today, what did we decide on? We decided to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. So, okay, so of the many news items this week, the one that at least I am probably the most interested in is um, that Kevin Feige, being the, like, head honcho at Marvel, the guy who's, like, the head ombre ombre at Marvel, who's, like, pretty much in charge of everything. He's, like, the architect of the whole, like, Marvel cinematic universe. Um, They've just announced that he's going to be producing a Star Wars movie. Um, and we don't know what it's... Have they not said what one? No, they just said that he's working on a project. Um, so I don't know if oh it's... Oh god, I hope it's not a Boba Fett movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be, like, the one of the, like, Ryan Johnson ones, or, like, a standalone one, or, like, maybe something on Disney mm-hmm. Plus it could be. Who's to say? But, like... Who's producing uh, the Obi-Wan movie? That... I thought we were all in agreement it was gonna be the a TV show. I thought that was still going to be I don't a think movie. that's, like, fully confirmed yet. Hold on. I only know a lot about Obi-Wan, because that's Katie's favorite character, is Obi-Wan. 
Um, okay, so yes, it is going to be a TV show. Oh, okay. And... Who's, who's producing it? Uh, why do you want to know who's producing it? I don't know. We're talking about producers. Leave um, me alone. Deborah Chow just got di- hired as director, hey. though. So... Hi, Deborah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I think it's really interesting because, like... You know, and these people like Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy, who are just like these big like figureheads for these companies. Um, like their 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 power comes in like their control over this whole thing, right? Like yeah. Kevin Feige. Well, they're only the they're only the like constructors, and they're like only like big and powerful because they've been there from the right, beginning. Right, exactly. It's like their own thing that they've been building. So it's like Kevin Feige coming in and doing a Star Wars movie. I have to wonder yeah. if that's gonna make any difference at all. <laughs> you know, about anything. like if it's even gonna be a noticeable anything, or if maybe we'll see it, see his sort of creative influence on it. I don't know. It's it's interesting to me, man. I just, what's weird about the Star Wars franchise right now is that they're like, okay, we're going to have our, the third of the trilogy and that's going to be the movie. And then we're going to be making other movies that aren't a part of the main trilogy or the main, the main movies. There's going to be other things. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. But like when they're just like, okay, we're going to make a Star Wars movie. Here's, here's who's doing it. I just kind of like creep around the corner and I'm like, hey guys, (laughs) what movie are you making? (laughs) What, like I'm just, like kind of like terrified. Right. I'm like, what are you? What are what you is doing? It be? What is it gonna be? What are you doing? Is it gonna be a Boba Fett movie? I don't want a Boba Fett right. movie. Oh hey, you want to know what's fucking wild? Boba they announced Fett? this director for the Obi Wan movie like three hours ago when we were recording. Oh hey, we just happened to start talking about it right after they made a decision about it. That's cool. Anyway, I'm <laughs> psyched about the Mandalorian. Why is Werner Herzog in it? What? What's the Mandalorian? It's the new TV show. That's about. Oh, what is it? It's just about it? a bounty hunter that's like the same kind of guy as Boba Fett is, but he's not Boba Fett. But he's not. Yeah, Boba and John Favreau's directing it, and Werner Herzog is in it for some reason. Okay. Do you think Werner Herzog would kiss his own um, clone? Let me think about it for a second. Boba Fett did kiss his own clone. Yes, I think Werner Herzog would kiss his own clone. Do you think any stormtroopers, or not, what were they called before? They clone were bad troopers? guys, or they still just called stormtroopers? Clone troopers. Do you think the clone troopers ever I think kissed? they kissed sometimes. I think they I did kiss. If I remember from the animated series, from Clone Wars, Oh, there was Wars, a lot of kissing in that. There was a lot of clone kissing. Yeah, no, clone the clone Wars. troopers kissed each other all the time in that show. Yeah, because they're all like, they were all like, they all had like that like army love. <laughs> Because they all knew that they were going to die together. Right. So they're like, well, you, the, you're the only person around that I can kiss. And I'm going to get shot by I an alien. So I'm going to kiss you now, me. <laughs> oh, man, I love kissing clones. What happened to the original? I know this is like a plot point. Or so, probably. I don't know. What happened to the guy that they made all of the clones It was after? Jango Fett. He got Where's killed by dude? Mace Windu. He chopped his dang head off. That's right. And then Boba Fett. And then his baby picked up his head. <laughs> Shed a single tear, I and think, then, and, and then got eaten by a big, by a big Gucci in the sand. <laughs> I like how long it took you to think of an appropriate word. <laughs> I guess I, 
Because <laughs> there's a lot of words that I could say, and I like kind of went through all of them, and I was like, man, a lot of these are really terrible. <laughs> I think we need a Sarlacc Pit movie. Movie, yeah. Well, it's just like this like shot of the Sarlacc Pit for like an hour and 45 minutes. And then the last 45 minutes, Boba Fett falls into it, and he eats it, and then that's the end of the movie. That would be pretty good. I'd watch that. It's like when it's like at the Christmas time, where you like put on those videos, or oh. just like, of a fireplace. <laughs> yes, like a fireplace versus a starlight pit. That's a really good idea, actually. I'm having great ideas Yeah, today. I mean, if they put that on Disney+, Plus, people would watch it, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a Christmas <laughs> starlight pit. <laughs> Somebody said recently. And then, no, at the very end, Santa falls oh, into Oh yes! It. Somebody said recently that they wanted to direct a new Star Wars Christmas special. Who was that? I would be down for Hold that. On. I'm. I need. A, I'm ready for a new Christmas in the stars. <laughs> Remember when Chewbacca's son Chungi or whatever the hell <laughs> his lumpy. name is? His lumpy? name is Wumpa Waru. <laughs> I didn't know Chewbacca was a big racist. <laughs> what, what's racist about that? I don't know. It just feels but like I it. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh God, remember when he just like follows the instructions to put a computer together for like 20 minutes in <laughs> that's real time? Right. God, that's so good. <laughs> it was John Favreau. John Favreau wanted to make a new Star Wars special. Good on you, John. I want him to do it. I want Lumpy to come but, back. Like, okay. I get, I understood what was like, I understand like what was going on in their minds when they made this Christmas <laughs> special. They were like, oh man, like, oh dude, Star Wars is so big. Oh, we gotta get like more ways to like get this to kids because it's like the late 70s, early 80s. And so movies are like, where it's still kind of like in the 50s where like movies are like right. weird and you can't get them They gotta yet. make sure that it stays They're in the like, public oh, eye. They're like, oh, we gotta get... Yeah, we gotta, like, get, like, keep people excited. And kids like Christmas. Like, there's gonna be a lot of, like, Star Wars toys for Christmas. Let's do a Christmas yeah. special. Like, I totally get that. But then what they <laughs> did, just, like... Was it just, like, that, that... We make the joke a lot of the times, or, like, where something seems like it was, like, 30 people working in separate rooms <laughs> right. coming together at the last second. But that's, like, genuinely what the right. Star Wars Christmas special feels that's like. That's a big move, though, is, like... I was reading a book about Batman recently when I was on a long drive, and... Um, it was called Batman Punches the yep. Joker. Um, but that was one of the things that the TV show in 1966 did, was, like, that movie they made was, like, in between seasons. Like, they knew that, like, people would yeah. forget about it really fast, so they were like, Batman, 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 on TV all the time. But now it's summertime, and we're not watching Batman anymore. We gotta put Batman in front of some people. <laughs> so they made a yeah. movie to put out that summer between seasons. <laughs> and it was exactly as good as you exactly, would expect yeah. it to I don't know, be. <laughs> it's just really interesting, like, how much that's not really quite so much a of a thing, thing. Anymore, yeah. yeah and it seems like it would be or the you opposite you just pull a fucking sherlock where you don't make your tv show for like five <laughs> right. years and they expect us to care when it comes back i guess the difference is just that like things now just have to never stop yeah because otherwise we will dump their asses so fast well, I mean, we do. I don't think that's true, though, because we definitely live in a society of like when media like goes on hiatuses and we like just kind of like wait. Like, right. 
It's like it just like being a fan of Steven Universe. Like Steven Universe has the weirdest production schedule. That like yeah, sometimes there's just like a month in between new episodes, and we're just like all okay right. with that. But I think, I think the difference is that we just have so much other stuff, <laughs> you know. Oh uh, yeah, so it's not like we there's other stuff. So when we don't like I don't know, there's not there's not as much pressure. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess. Uh, this conversation is not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Sorry. Um, th- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that the podcast bad. Sorry, My the works. podcast got bad there for about a minute or two, and I apologize for that. Um, Sorry about um, let's that. Let's wrap it up, though. You'll find your reimbursement check in the mail. <laughs> I'll reimburse you for 90 seconds of podcast. Okay, so, hey, Adeline, do you want to hear a, a one-star review of A Bug's Life? If it was cloned, would it kiss itself? Um, I don't know. I'll let you decide. Okay. Uh, this is a review by Patty Madern on uh, Letterbox.com. Uh, they say, Ants in 1998. What was this generation taught about them? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ants in 1998, period. What was this generation taught about them? With three question marks. <laughs> My name is Alex McMurray. <laughs> my name is Jackson McMurray. There's no nerds allowed. There's no nerds allowed. Wait, are they, like, are they talking about, like, the people who made this movie didn't know shit about ants? Is that what he's trying or, to say? Or is he trying to they, say that the children that learned about ants from A Bug's Life don't know shit about ants? Or is it just, like, is it trying to say, like, what are the ants teaching the kids? Are they, like, against the message of the movie? <laughs> Why are they so worried about ant education? A lot of people on these reviews just write, like, quotes they really like from the movie, like, in all caps, as if like they're like repeating them like oh my god like that's so great you know but this yeah. person did that kind of review but the quote was the bird will work it's like, okay. okay i guess if that is what really got you then <laughs> sure you you gotta work bitch the bird will work bitch <laughs> you want a bugatti you want a maserati you want to eat kevin spacey you got a bird bitch <laughs> Are you laughing at me? No, that was just really funny. You want a Maserati? You want a Bugatti? You want to eat Kevin Spacey? (laughs) You got a bird, bitch.